Welcome to the podcast, Storytelling and Safety, brought to you by you, the listener. Please visit the website, storytellingandsafety.com, for other episodes. Welcome back to the podcast, Storytelling and Safety. This is part four in a series of four, so you're married to a safety professional. The grand finale is today, and my special guest is my wife, Sheila Page Botter. I know it's one of those things where you start to think about, wow, podcaster interviewing his wife live. (laughs) What could go wrong? Let's find out. Please welcome to the stage, Miss Sheila Page Botter. Hi, honey, how are you? Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the stage. Welcome to the stage. It's your first ever podcast. Wow, uh, that that is true. It is. Mm-hmm. It's not mine, but I've learned a lot from the ones that I've actually been able to well, been interviewed on, and um, and the last three you've I don't know if you got a chance to listen to them yet, but we've had Rick and Diana, and Mary and Dave and Aldine and Sam, all friends of ours, and now it's your turn. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. (laughs) So for our listeners, some of them may know, some of them may not know what you do for a living, but uh, other than being married to a high-maintenance, overly sensitive, safety professional of a man, what else do you do for a living? Does everybody know I'm married to you? (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) I just introduced you as my wife. (laughs) Uh, What do I do for a living? I sing in a band. What's the name of your band? Called Spotlight Band. And what kind of music do you play? Oh, lots of funk, groovy stuffs, disco, a lot of dance. And what do you do in that band? I sing. Oh, are you the front person of the band? I'm the lead female singer. Sweet. And a little tambourine tapper. (laughs) Is that all you do in terms of uh, music, or do you have other projects? I sing in another project called Project Presley with Chance Tinder, and I am the backup singer in that group. I've seen you in this group, and it seems like you do more than just backup singing. I think you shake your little booty there, too. A little bit. A little bit of booty shaking, but you can't help it. That music's fun. (laughs) (laughs) You shake some tambourine there, but you also wear some really sparkly dresses. I do, very sparkly. Do you enjoy wearing those? Or do you enjoy shopping more for those dresses? Yeah, they're fun. You, you enjoy yeah, where them? are you going to wear those dresses other than like on a stage? <laughs> I, I would know. never be, I would never wear a dress like that anywhere else. So yeah. I we like we would never clothes. go out on a date when you <laughs> wear one of those. Wearing full sequins? Yeah, yeah. Four inch heels? I'll put on a bow tie. No. The stage is where that, that's at. <laughs> Well, now that people have gotten a little a chance to, a little, to, to know you a little bit better, um, how have you been hanging in there with the coronavirus? Well... I'm sorry, let's clarify. You're not exposed and you haven't been exposed and you don't have any symptoms and you haven't been clarified or um, diagnosed with having No, we do not have the coronavirus in our household, no. But you're asking how I've been holding up in the environment. Yes. The new, the new normal. Yeah, the new normal. The new normal of our of our daily lives. Um, it's been interesting. I mean, I'm a homebody, so staying at home, that's kind of been normal for me during the day. But, I mean, I do enjoy doing my gigs, so that's all stopped. 
No gigging for me, so no singing. So in the last 37 days, how many gigs have you had canceled? Uh, seven. Seven? I mean, I try to support you the best I can, but for the rest of the group, that's um, the musicians in your bands, they, they rely on that as a living. They so really do. It's made an impact on them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Musicians have been, well, entertainment industry in general, every industry's been hit, let's just be fair. That's, it's... It's a struggle. We don't know when we're going to go back because with all the social distancing requirements, you know, wearing a mask and all that stuff, I mean, it's impossible to sing through a mask, so that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's true. So we don't know when we'll get back to to doing any of that again. So what's your daily routine look like? Not that I've been able to witness it because I've been in the room working, podcasting, and doing all kinds of other my things. Da- my daily routine looks pretty normal <laughs> than it did before. Wake up in the morning. Well, you take the dogs out now because you get up before I do, but wake up, have coffee that you've made, which has been nice because usually I make my own coffee, but you're home. I think so. we've gotten a good balance with the, the mixture of the 50-50 Yeah, split. it's been nice. It's actually been really nice having you home. Oh, that's sweet. So that's been cool. And for those of you that are listening, I'm typically on the road traveling 60 to 75 trips a year, about 144 days out of the year I'm gone. And it's actually been nice to be home um, and regaining that that family connection and Spending some time with Sheila. And doing the honeydews on the list. So I've actually witnessed what she's been doing. And uh, she does get up and she has a cup of coffee or four. And then um, she'll watch some TV. And I'll try to sit there and watch TV until I get like my, I don't know, my legs hurt from putting my feet up on the table. And then I'll come up and do some work and stretch out and then watch her try to work out. I don't know if she actually works out. I don't. I had to start working out more because I don't have my gigs anymore. Usually I'm on a. I'm on a gig, I'm on stage for four hours, jumping around, dancing, that's my workout, so I wasn't getting any of that, so I had to start working working out every day now. Yeah, and those gigs are three or four hours a night, so yes. you're, you're pretty busy the whole time. Yeah, you look forward to those breaks in between, I, I can imagine. So, speaking of uh, gigs, it wasn't that it was at a gig that we met, it was actually at a en- <laughs> enlisted Marine Corps club in Southern California, and I... A lot of people know my side of the story, but why don't you go ahead and tell your side of the story on how we met. How we met. Well, it was August 31st, 1991. It was my grandparents' 50-year anniversary. And so my entire family was out to dinner celebrating my grandparents, and my cousin said, hey, let's go out and do something. It'll be fun. Let's go and hang out. And I'm 18, so there wasn't much for me to do. Living in San Diego, I couldn't go to the regular bars, not being 21. So you could either go one of two places. One of was Tijuana, which that was always a good time. Um, Or we could go on the military bases and go to their dance clubs, the enlisted clubs. And so that's what we chose to do. And we drove all the way up there, and it was me, my cousin, and my sister and we end up pulling into the parking lot of the club and as a civilian you can't just walk in yourself you have to be escorted by a person who's enlisted so there's two lines there's one line for enlisted only and the other line is for the enlisted member plus their guest to sign them in so the three of us went up to the enlisted line and just asked the last few guys in line 
hey, would you guys mind signing us in? And it just so happened to be Tim and three of his friends. And Tim quickly volunteered and said, hey, yeah, cool, yeah, we'll sign you in. No problem. So we, we get out of line and we walk over to the other line and then Tim disappears. And it's just his three friends, me and my cousin and sister and no Tim. So we're in line just chatting it up and I'm like, so what's up with your friend? Like, that's kind of rude. He, you know, volunteered to sign us in and then he disappears. Guess he's going inside and scoping out the rest of the, the ladies in there to see <laughs> if there was a better option. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I had to go check to see if the bars were open. Mm -hmm. That's what I yeah, was that's doing. what he was doing, apparently. So, I don't know. About 10 minutes later, Tim comes rolling up to the line, catches up with us, and starts talking to me and... You know, we're, we're chatting it up, having fun. He tells me he doesn't know how to dance. <laughs> and would I teach him? Or would I dance with him, but, you know, give him some grace because he's not very good, is what he, he told me. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, no, no problem as well. We'll dance, no problem. We get up to the door. He doesn't pay for me, because you do have to pay to get in. So he doesn't pay for me. He lets his friend pay for me. But we get inside, and we get out on the dance floor and this guy's busting a move like he's freaking MC Hammer or something. He's a really good dancer. So he's, a, you know, already talking <laughs> crap to you said me. MC Hammer. <laughs> All I could think of is uh, we got the prey just to make it to dance. Not that that's a metaphor in our relationship, but there's, you know, there's other songs out there like Turn This Mother Out and uh, what was the big one? You Can't Touch This? Yeah. Good times. Anyway, so he was a great dancer. We got along really well. We spoke, you know, we talked. We talked like we knew each other forever. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, so that was... And a lot of people don't know this. I, I did ask Rick and Diana what was their song that they, they first danced to. And I also asked uh, Mary and Dave what was the first song that they danced to. Dancing or Kissed? Okay, now there's two ways of looking at this. We danced... And we kissed to two different songs. But what was the first song we kissed to? Ugh. I always, as, you, as you can see, there's I a lot of excitement in her voice. You know what? We were dancing to the song and literally in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh. I hope we don't kiss to this song. But you know, we were feeling it. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. You know, dancing and grooving. But I'm like, oh, this would be a horrible first song to kiss to. But sure enough, we kissed and it was... Paula Abdul, Rush, Rush. That's what it was. I'll uh, never forget that song. I, uh, hurry, hurry, love. <laughs> you come to me. <laughs> That's so much fun. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, since then, now we've owned our own business, and, and we've kinda, we kind of do a lot of stuff in the house together when I'm home. But I, I have to ask, since we, are, we own our own business, what kind of functions do you attend to to make our business succeed? Um, I do all the administrative work, so invoicing. You're like the general manager. Yeah, basically. I mean, I don't take phone calls or anything, though. Well, you do all the important stuff that I... I do all the paperwork and stuff that Tim does not like to do. I find it difficult for me to do, and if I try to do it, I always screw it up. So I just, I would prefer somebody to take care of... I do all the accounting. 
I take care of all that. And then there's what one one other thing that you do in the company. What? Let's see if I can lead the witness here. What is it? <laughs> Silence. What do I do? Oh my goodness, she keeps me straight and narrow. She makes, oh. I gotta say that. Um, I keep him in line. Even though I make the money on safety engineering, risk management, um, when it comes to our business, our family, our house, everything that that we do here. Um, Sheila actually is more of the risk manager in our in our in our family, so I, I I have to say that I've learned a lot from her in the business that I have been trained and educated to to take care of in terms of safety, but for our business she really is the risk manager. So she does a lot, um, and she keeps me straight and narrow. So I have to say thank you for that. Well, I try. It's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not easy. I'm a very overly sensitive safety professional. Thank you. Anyway, so I have to ask though, there there are certain things about jobs that people do like and that people don't like, but I'm not going to put you on the spot, but if you could, what is it the what is one thing about my job that you wish that I would change or get rid of? You don't want to put me on the spot, but you're putting me on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> um, you know, the only thing that I don't like is that sometimes you have to work on the weekends. Oh. So leaving on a Sunday, that's a bummer. You know, traveling has been kind of a norm for us since the early 2000s. So I'm totally used to you traveling. But when you don't come home on the weekends or you have to leave on a weekend, like especially on a Sunday, it's just, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So traveling on the weekends. Yeah. So you're okay with me traveling. Yeah, I'm totally And then when fine. Monday morning comes around, you're like, isn't it time for you to go? No, I'm not <laughs> like that. But it's just normal. That's just a, a normal thing. So weekends travel. Yeah. Weekday travel, weekends are ours. Yeah. That's how I like it. A lot of the weekend activities, though, I have to say, is uh, un- unfortunately, is my volunteer life for ASSP. So I usually... Well, and now... It's, I work on the weekends a lot now, too, at night. Oh, it's even singing. like, yeah. So that's I, well, kind I'm, of new, too, yeah. over the last few years where, you know, it, Tim travels during the week, and he's not at home, but then on the weekends, he comes home, and there are nights when I'm not home because I'm out on a gig, yeah. so. And I've posted social media-wise. I'll go, I'll try to get to her gigs as much as I can just so I can see her, be around her. She'll get mad at me. Only coming in for one, one, one he comes set. In for, he comes in for like three songs. He'll tr- he'll drive an hour, stay for like three or four songs, and then leave. But I guess that's true love. It's true love. Just to come Just see me. Lay my eyes on your beautifulness. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's tough being gone for a couple of days or a week or two weeks and then not getting to see you. Um, okay, so you got the one thing about that you wish I could change, but then. Is there one thing about my job you really like that I do? Well, I like... Or one thing that my, about my job or the profession that you like? About your profession that I like? Yeah. Well, I like that you're happy. So you don't begrudgingly go to work. Like a lot of people, unfortunately, wake up and they hate their job. They come home. They're cranky. And of course... You know, no job is perfect. There are challenges in every job, but you truly enjoy what you do. And it's help. Mm. You have a helping, a very, you want to help people in general. It's not just in safety. It's just your whole life. That's how you want to make people happy. You want to, I don't know the word, but that's 
what you do. I'm like, overly sensitive. <laughs> no, no, you just want to help people. You're just a natural born. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I was um, I was uh, almost a year ago. We went to a leadership meeting in in Toronto um, for Safe Start, and it took a test, kind of a personality test, and it said I'm I'm a connector, and that I I do like to make people happy as a leadership characteristic that it drives my motivation. So what you said and compared to uh, comparing comparing it to that to that test um, seemed to match up. So <clears throat> I think you're right. Um, there have been jobs that you know of that I haven't been happy in, and we've had that experience where I come home and I I just lay yeah, all of that information. It wasn't fun because then I wanted him to be happy. So then that really is a struggle on our relationship. So overall, mm. it's really helped the relationship because you're happy in what you do. Right. right. Coming back full circle to what Dave and Mary said, happy spouse, happy house. Yeah, that is true. Happy spouse, happy house. Yeah. That, that's, it used to be happy wife, happy life. Yeah. That would be me, but you, you like to see me happy too. That makes me happy to think that you're like, oh, I want him to be happy as well. And can you imagine if I had a job in a situation now in what we're going through that I just didn't like or I was forced to do beyond my will or it's the only way I could earn money? And not, not so many people out there are fortunate enough to yeah, you, we're, do what they like to do. Or, exactly. You know. All right, so we've been together for almost 29 years. Can you believe it? Almost 29 years. That's crazy. If you had to pick one sitcom or romantic comedy that would be a metaphor to our relationship in that time, what would it be? All in the family. No. <laughs> <laughs> Should we pull a piano up now? I, mean, I don't talk like that guy, dude. Come here, meathead. I don't talk like that. He did. <laughs> Eat it. What you talking about? I don't even know if that's how that guy talks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's such a silly question. No. Well, you know what? Asked the other three, the other three groups, and you know, Diana said uh, Princess Bride. When of course, when Rick says, "Oh my God, really? I fell asleep during that show. Every time she makes me watch it, I fall asleep." And I don't think I've ever seen that movie the whole way through. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Is it because you fall asleep like Rick? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I always seem to cap do snippets, and everybody seems to like that. I am. I don't even know what he says. And Inigo Montoya. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the dude. <laughs> But there's a saying that Dave and Mary got out of it because Dave said the same thing. Um, and he always says, as you wish. Now, there's a running joke in our household. If Sheila would ask her, want to do something, I would always say, as you wish, my liege. <laughs> She'd be like, what? What uh, are you talking about, my liege? She doesn't like that. Uh-uh. Anyways, I guess if I had to pick a sitcom or a romantic comedy... Um, I like that you you are thinking earlier, Tim the Toolman Taylor from Home Improvement. Uh, full disclosure, I, I I gave her a glance at these questions before she came up. She like two minutes before. She hasn't gotten a chance to see them until now, so but I mean. Two minutes before, he shows me the questions, and I'm like, wow, I wouldn't even know what to answer on that. And initially, I was like, maybe Tim the Toolman Taylor, because Tim is just always kind of a crazy just has some outlandish ideas and his wife is always like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I do have some crazy ideas. Um, I would say though that we are in the star Wars room recording this podcast. So if I had to pick a sitcom or a romantic comedy, I'd have to pick about 
one hour and 35 minutes into episode five, that's Empire Strikes Back, where I would just about get ready to be reprimanded for my activities and get frozen in carbonite, and I would yell across to her, I would say, I love you. She would be the one that would say, I know. It wouldn't be me. So I think if we had to match something, it would be in that regard. I'm not going to be too romantic about that, but I would also throw a question in here that we weren't prepared for. So of the two of us, who's the most romantic? <laughs> you, for sure. You? You are. Me? Yes. Oh. Definitely. Why? Why? You're just more thoughtful. You know, bringing me flowers or doing special things. Because I'm overly sensitive? No! Because <laughs> you're sweet. Oh, that's too sweet. All right, last question. You ready for this one? <clears throat> when you're on stage... And by the way, I got this question because I was recording a podcast with Danny the other day. And he asked the question, what's my favorite song that you sing? And I narrowed them down to three. And they were Only the Lonely by the Motels. Sweet Thing by Mary J. Blige or Shaka Khan, whoever you want to think about. And then Separate Ways by Journey. Those are my, like, I just got to see those songs. And I'm really happy that it's usually the first set that those three songs get nailed because then I'm gone. Then you can leave. <laughs> you can ditch me. But for you, what's your favorite song to do on stage when you're up there with your band? Oh, my, my favorite song is Separate Ways. That's your favorite song That's to do? my favorite song to sing, yeah. What is it about it? Is it the crowd that gets crazy? Is it the music that fills you up? Yeah, it? it's all of it. It's a, it's a song that I've obviously heard since I was young. Totally loved it. I just loved to sing it when I was younger. I don't know. I just love singing that song. Yeah. So the keyboards come in and then you're yeah. just like... you The voice of Steve Perry, you just... There's no denying that... Well, I clearly don't sound like Steve Perry, but I mean, I, I try to sing it to the best of my ability. You've got a great voice. <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, it's no Steve Perry, but uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a powerful song to sing. It it's is. a power song. And... and it's fun to watch you with your band because I, I have to tell you, your spotlight band, not, I'm not saying this because I'm your husband. I'm saying this because you guys try to stick to the track. In other words, when you're on stage, you want it to sound as close to this, to the yeah, radio have, track as we, much as possible. We try. It's not always possible because we'd play live. We don't have any, right. we're not a band that has any um, sequencing or anything so yeah. it's all when I did that sense. recording with Danny the other day it was I gave a shout out to Mark Rye mm -hmm. and Dave Hecker and your uncle in regards Jerry Gray and yep well Jerry Gray too yeah sorry about that I didn't Yorman say Jerry's, Williams I didn't say Jerry's name but you're saying him now <laughs> I didn't give them a shout out because Dave they were talking Fisher. specifically about I said your uncle Dave <laughs> anyway these are all members of our band and um, your band members like their family members and I'm sure you share lots of stories backstage. Um, it's almost akin to being married to them. And this whole podcast series was about, so you're married to a safety professional. And the previous people that we've interviewed, from Rick and Diana to Mary and Dave and even Eldine and Sam, they were all married to safety professionals. In other words, Mary and Dave are both safety professionals, so are Rick and Diana and Eldine and Sam. But Sheila and I, um, Sheila's not a safety professional per se, which is good. And the reason why I say that's good is because I might need some experience or some some kind of questions answered. So if I have something I got to bounce off Sheila, she'll help me out and she'll give me good answers. And I told you earlier in the podcast that she really does the risk management for our, our business, our family, 
Um, a lot of the stuff that I don't necessarily always think about, and she's always been there for me. So it, this whole series is really about having somebody there for you, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's a bandmate, or maybe it's a spouse that's a safety professional with you. Um, and as a matter of fact, if you're not even a safety professional, one of the best things to have is to have somebody to have a sounding board for. And if you've got something to share, like a story or a podcast, please make sure you share it. Don't keep it to yourself. So Sheila, got any parting words for our listeners? Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Um, I'm not used to, I'm not really just a, I don't know, chatty person. I, get me out on a stage with a bunch of people singing, I'm great. But talking into a microphone, just sitting here is kind of different for me. But yeah, it's been fun. Well, I appreciate you being here, and I love you. And I love all of you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you down the road. This podcast was brought to you by our listeners. Thank you for attending and spending some of your time with us. 